Go. All right. Welcome to the Friday night edition of the Deep Thirds Football Podcast. My name is Randy Hammond. I'm joined by my co-host, Matt Bushnell, as always. Matt, how you doing, buddy? You know me, Randy. I'm living the dream in quarantine, and I don't know who you are right now. Well, we'll get to that in a second because we have another person joining the show today for the very first time, Ryan Shiner in Missouri. Ryan, welcome to the Deep Thirds Football Podcast. How you doing? Great. <laughs> All right. We're so happy to have Ryan on because he's going to be our draft expert. Uh, as you can tell, I'm wearing a mask. Uh, given the world that we live in, we can't be too careful with the health um, issues going around. But uh, I want to tell you how we're going through some things. But it has nothing to do with the coronavirus, actually. I am beardless for the first time since 2016. And I'm just now showing the world. So if you've never seen me this way, um, yeah, it's new to me too, kind of. Uh, I used to live my life like this all the time. Decided to man up, grow a beard. I miss my beard. But here I am. Baby face and all. I hope you guys enjoy. There's a little stubble there. Okay. Let's move on from my face for a Hold second. Hold on. Man. No, 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 no. Hold on one second. So for our loyal listeners who watched last week, we referenced 15-year-old Randy. I didn't actually think that you were going to try to show up as 15-year-old Randy this episode. It's, a, it's a pretty close. So not even that far-fetched of a, of a thing. Uh, you're, you're getting as close to 15-year-old Randy as you're going to get at this point. Top 10 um, anime yeah. plot twist. Moved it. No beard. 15, 15 year old Randy was about 100 pounds less than he is right now. That's the only difference. <laughs> but uh, we are going to talk some football today, guys. And uh, the draft is approaching fast. And we're going to have a lot of great stuff to talk about. We're going to talk about uh, potential moves that teams are going to be made, making in and out of the top 10. And then we are going to be mocking our top 10 picks. Ryan and I are going to break down the top 10 teams, their needs, and assign them a player that we think that could totally make a difference for them in 2020. But first, Matt, it's your favorite subject, and it's the thing that all of the football cognoscenti is talking about. Bill O'Brien is a guy that we have discussed heavily here. And, you know, he made a, a move that was questionable at best, right? He traded – one of the best receivers in the NFL, DeAndre Hopkins. And what he got back was David Johnson, an overpaid, uh, kind of past his prime running back that no one really wanted. Uh, he got back a second-round pick. Uh, no, I don't even think he got back a second-round pick, did he? He got back a third-round pick and a fourth-round pick. And he gave up <laughs> another pick of his own to get him. But you thought that was enough. What he got back for DeAndre Hopkins, essentially, he replaced DeAndre Hopkins. Let me tell you. He thought, you know what? I don't need DeAndre Hopkins. I'm going to get Brandon Cooks. 26-year-old wide receiver who's been traded three times from the Saints, the team who drafted him, to the Patriots, the team he lost the Super Bowl with, and the Rams, the team he's played the last two seasons with. Matt Bushnell, let us hear it. Your thoughts about Bill O'Brien and these transactions. To find the most accurate words to describe Bill O'Brien, um, you guys have seen the Chappelle show, and um, – like he needs more crack. Like he's feening and he's scratching everywhere and he just has to make some dumbass trade to get his fix in. Brandon Cooks, I don't know what he does for this offense. You traded two first round picks for Laramie Tunsil. You traded a top two wide receiver in the entire NFL. I, I think he might be the best wide receiver in the NFL, but that could be up for debate to the Cardinals for David Johnson. And then your answer is for trading DeAndre Hopkins because he wanted a raise. Apparently you don't want to pay one of the best wide receivers in football between 18 and $20 million. 
but you're okay with paying Brandon Cooks 15 to $16 million a year? I mean, th this guy is so clueless when it comes to being a general manager that his quarterback is going to be leaving the NFL. Well, looks like our friend Matt is having some technical difficulties. Ryan, do you have any negative opinions towards Bill O'Brien with this move right now? Well, uh, I think probably the best way I can describe it, a uh, guy I know, uh, Brandon Kiley, uh, he's uh, – I don't know where the hell he's at now, but he's some radio dude. Uh, but he made a great point, and I sent it to you guys on a DM. I'm just going to read it, uh, his tweet. The Texans didn't want to pay Hopkins 18 to $20 million a year. So instead, they'll play Brandon Cooks and David Johnson for $19.5 million. Yeah, it's it's insane, really, if you think about the logic of – of those two of those moves in a nutshell, like you didn't want to pay one of the best receivers in the league, one of the best difference makers that, and that you have, and probably the face of your franchise. Well, not so much anymore with DeAndre, with, uh, with Deshaun Watson, but with Deshaun Watson, those two are great together. Why would you even think about moving out from that guy? You can just pay him what he wants and let those two make magic together. Uh, and then to, to follow that up with, with Brandon Cooks, who is so overpaid. He's not special at all. I think he will have a good year with Deshaun Watson, but, He's not the quality of wide receiver as DeAndre Hopkins. He's just not. And to not even get a first-round pick anywhere, you still have no first-round picks. What, like, I don't understand what Bill O'Brien is doing at all. And I know, Matt, this is your favorite subject, and you were cut off by technical difficulties. Please, uh, for, the, for the love of the group, just finish your thoughts on, uh, on Bill O'Brien. He's your favorite person in football right now. Well, it's uh, on another <laughs> level of stupidity and dumbassery. Like, the guy – wants Kenny Stills, Brandon Cooks, and Will Fuller. What's, it's the same wide receiver three times over, and you're paying one way more than the other two. I don't understand the upgrade from Cooks to Stills or Fuller. And Fuller has an injury history, so what? You're protecting against Fuller getting hurt again? And then you have a broken-down running back in David Johnson. You still don't have a reliable <laughs> offensive line. You have Tunsil, who you know, is good, I think – he can definitely hold his own, but you still lack offensive line help. You still need to find another tight end for this offense. You just traded Jadavian Clowney, so where are you going to get your other pass rusher from? I mean, this team has holes, and they have no ways of filling it. They traded two first-round picks. I don't think they have a second-round pick now this year, maybe one. And then the draft picks they've lost to fill these holes, they're not going to get filled, and they're tied up against the cap. And guess what? After this year, you have to start planning for Watson to make between 25 and 30 million a year. Like, the, there is no way that they can fix the mess that they've dug themselves with Bill O'Brien running this team. He, he's the <clears throat> dumbest GM, and how he became the GM for the Texans is I, I don't know. Maybe he knows something on the owner. Maybe Bob McNair <laughs> murdered his wife or something, and Bill O'Brien has yeah. some video of this. You're forgetting one major thing, Matt. Bill O'Brien is looking for character guys. Mm. Now, remember, he didn't like Hopkins because uh, he had what, – what did he describe? Uh, uh, the I mother of his children Ryan. around. And so he wants character guys who aren't their first kids and want football first and only football. You know, character guys like – I don't know. Who do they decide? I don't know. Well, they, but, they also but definitely not they somebody also who's good. Right, in an effort to replace DeAndre Hopkins, they also signed Randall Cobb, who is a 31-year-old journeyman whose days are past the way he's past. He's still in the league? Yeah. Give me that up. 
No, I did not make you that up. You made that up. up. He's not still in the league. Yeah, the receiving core now is Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller, Randall Cobb, and Kenny Stills, who actually was decent for them uh, in spots. But like, like you said, Matt, though, Deshaun Watson's the thing that keeps this whole thing intact. Uh, and if I'm Deshaun Watson, why am I going to re-sign with an organization that still has Bill O'Brien just com- just practice, just just completely, completely destroy your franchise, all of their draft capital, all like logical decisions just thrown out the window. Why am I going to, if I'm Deshaun Watson and I see a team like New England, for example, who all of a sudden needs a quarterback and go, why am I going to re-sign here with Bill O'Brien running the show when I could wait this out? Yeah, they might tag me. But then, okay, maybe New England fills their quarterback spot. You can't tell me there's another organization who's better than the Texans that he'd rather sign with. What if your Bears decide to right the wrong from the 2017 draft and sign him? Give him all the money in the you, world. What you you said better with? organization. You came back to the Chicago Bears. Well, I see people I'm, online saying Ryan, Ryan Pace looking at Bill O'Brien trying to take Sean Watson. It's like, you think <laughs> Ryan Pace can fleece Bill O'Brien? No. No. Well, maybe Ryan, maybe Ryan Pace will be gone by then. Who knows? Anyway, if I'm just Sean Watson, no chance I'm ever signing – with the Houston Texans, unless they make a decision to move on from Bill O'Brien, at least take away the the roster decision making from him, because this is just a disaster. This is this is all time bad stuff, and I mean they don't have a first round pick this year, uh, and, and we'll see about what he does with next year's first round picks, but they're not safe either. So, speaking of picks, guys, the NFL draft is uh, less than two weeks away now. I'm excited, whether it's uh, remotely or not. It's going to be great TV, if you ask me. Um, there are, uh, this is a record draft. I have it written down. There are six teams without a first round pick and there are five teams with multiple first round picks. The Las Vegas Raiders have three first round picks. So, uh, actually, no, I lied. The Miami Dolphins have three first round picks, not the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, so we're going to, what we're going to do here is what we're going to start off the conversation is which current team do you see picking in the bottom third of the draft that you could see moving up in the top 10? So, Ryan, you are making your Deep Thirds football podcast debut here. Why don't you start us off with that? Well, let me look through. So, somebody who's in the bottom third of the first round, you said? Yeah, so I would go 24 to 32. I have the list of teams right here if you need them. Okay, well, that wasn't what I was going to pick. I was going to pick New England just because Bill Belichick is Satan. And with Tom Brady Brady leaving, I can see them making any type of move. And starting history all over again and ruining our lives. And the conversation will never stop until Bill Belichick retires. Yeah. I, I was going to go Pats too, but for those who don't know, the Patriots only picking 23rd this year, which is pretty high for them. Um, they were kicked out in the wild card round. Um, it's tough because the Dolphins already have a top five pick. That's obviously one that I could see happening, but they're already up there. So why would they do that? You know, the Seahawks always do weird stuff in the draft, uh, whether pick a guy that is, has a high draft rate or not. But Pete Carroll seems to target guys that aren't so popular all the time. So I could see Seattle moving up. I don't know if I could see them moving up into the top 10, but I could see the Seahawks doing something a little weird. Um, and the other team I was thinking of was the Niners, and they already made a trade with the Colts to be at 13. So I don't think they moved that pick. I think they could move 13. Uh, I'm not exactly sure here, though. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be – I don't really know. And then, and then you have New Orleans at 24. And New Orleans is interesting because Breeze just signed a two-year extension, but you don't have the backup in Teddy Bridgewater anymore. So is this the time to move up to draft Breeze's successor? I'm interested to see if, if New Orleans thinks that way. And then Breeze just signed a, a contract with NBC. I don't know if you saw my post in Football Life earlier today. Um, he signed a contract with NBC to take over as the color guy. 
for Chris Collinsworth when his contract is up in 2022. So um, they could totally jump into that contract a year early if you wanted to. There's a lot of interesting scenarios here. Matt, who is the team that you think could move up into the top 10 that's in the bottom third of the draft? I, th- I always look at a couple of teams that I think, what do they need? What would be a difference maker for those teams? And one team that always comes to my mind is the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I was going to take the Niners pick because I think with 13 and 32 or 31, I'm sorry, the Niners have ammunition to move up to get a Jerry Judy or a CD lamb. If they're worried about him going off the board. I mean, it's obvious that the Niners are either going to go, I think defensive line or they're going to go wide receiver. I don't really see them straying from those two picks deep class for wide receiver but not such a deep draft for defensive linemen. So I see them jumping in and trying to get one of the stud defensive tackles to fill the Buckner loss. So that's who I think either the Ravens or the 49ers. Could you imagine that Niners defense with another stacked D lineman? Like you said, they did, they did trade DeForest Buckner. So they do have a void in, in that line at some point, but at least on the left side, but um, so, I mean, that logic, I guess the Green Bay could get thrown in there, too. I think there's a chance that all, all, all these teams, except for the Chiefs, could really make a move. I don't think the Chiefs would ever do that. I think that they're pretty well set. But um, the Packers, I mean, they, they have uh, one good receiver, and then it's always just kind of like a, a hodgepodge of whatever. And then they just say, all right, Rodgers, go make it work. So uh, I doubt they trade up into the top. I could see them moving up a little bit, but it's always weird with these teams. Um, that made the playoffs last year and, and their needs. So I think that I want to, I'm not going to, I'm going to keep an open mind. I'm not going to really be surprised at anything when it comes to that. I think this next topic is much more interesting because I think there's a lot of situations that we could see happening too. Uh, what team in the top 10 could you see moving out of the top 10? So trading back is a novel concept that not everyone has embraced. Uh, just a shot at Dave Gettleman for those who don't know. Um, Matt Bushell. Where, who's a team in the top 10 that you can see moving back in the draft? I think when we talk about the draft, the Cardinals really have a position of power here. They filled their biggest need in wide receiver. Could they use offensive lineman help? Yeah, they re-signed DJ Fluker, so I think they can trade back to wait for a guard or maybe a right tackle to fall to them a little bit later in the draft. It makes a lot of sense trading back from eight for a desperate team to grab a quarterback like Herbert. I mean, is if Justin Herbert's even there. So it's a prime spot to trade back to acquire more picks. I mean, the 49ers, that seems like a logical spot for the 49ers to move up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. Ryan, what about you? Um, my pick is always going to be the Detroit Lions uh, to move back because for no other reason than they're just so poorly ran of his organization uh Tua it's allegedly that doesn't want to show up to Detroit they have the number three pick I could see them saying you know what we don't need that we were like what six games out of first place last year or something like that just we're we're doing just well enough for the Lions standards you know we're going to be building for a couple years to eventually get one playoff win that's all they're trying to get keep in mind like that that is the pinnacle for Detroit is so I could see them just doing it only because they're dumb and they're stupid and they don't know what they're doing. Uh, also the Giants because of the same thing. Look, I would just faint in happiness if Dave Gettleman decided to move back in the draft, acquire some draft capital, maybe a player 
that can make an impact somewhere. I'm just going to tell you right now, Dave Gettleman has never traded back in his life, and it's not going to happen now when he has to use computer folk and try to figure out how to use Zoom and Skype and make draft picks. Like, he's not going to – he's going to be clueless about all this. He has no idea. He's going to see the first three names picked, and he goes, all right, just give me the next one. That sounds good. Yeah, he, he is not going to know how to do – or how to make this work. I bear, He probably doesn't even know how to use a cell phone. He probably has, like, the rotary phone still. That guy is not trading back in this draft, in the circumstances that we're in here, especially. Like, it's just not happening. Um, the team I think is going to trade back, and, and shout out to Corey Richmond for, for taking it to, on me, but uh, Cleveland Browns at 10. Um, they signed Jack Conklin. They signed a couple other offensive linemen. I could totally see them moving back. Where, like, if San Francisco wanted to move up three spots, I could totally see that happening. Uh, I think the Browns are a good roster already. So if a team offered them more than they thought was that pick was worth, I could totally see them trading back. Uh, or, you know, they take the best offensive lineman available because obviously that ruined their whole season last year. But, you know, I could totally see a scenario where a team jumps up to 10, convinces Cleveland to trade back. However, I will say this, the Redskins, Lions, and Giants all have the prime real estate here. And if you are a team and you want a quarterback, you have to get above the Miami Dolphins at five. You have to because Cincinnati is going to take Burrow. And then if you are the Panthers, you are the Chargers, you are uh, the Jags, you are um, the Raiders. I mean, any of these teams that could be sniffing around for quarterbacks, that's the one of those three spots is where you got to get. Like you said about the Lions trading back, if the Lions got offered two or three first-round picks for that third pick, you could totally see it happening. I mean, there's a team. There's always teams that are desperate for quarterbacks in this situation, and I, one of those three spots you've got to get above the Dolphins to get the guy, and the guy is going to be Tua. And I'm not going to be surprised when when one of those positions is traded out of. So, well, I kind of can't wait. I think what Miami can do though is trump all that by moving up to one. I mean, you said they have three first round picks. You well, know, yeah. Obviously, I think. It's a roster void of a lot of talent, but I like the direction of their coaching staff. And I know we talk about trading out of the top 10. I mean, I think Cincinnati would have no issue trading back to five. And if they didn't get Tua, I think they'd be more than happy with Justin Herbert and acquire more picks. I mean, Cincinnati has a lot of issues. They need offensive line help. They need skill position players. A.J. Green, I don't know how much longer he's going to last. And that defense needs to be rebuilt from the ground up. So if Cincinnati trades out of one, let's say they drop down to five, acquire a couple extra picks, there's nothing stopping them from trading up to the Lions spot. And let's say Chase Young is still there. I think all of these are possibilities. And Cincinnati is just weird. They have a, a different dynamic. But I could see Cincinnati trading down with Miami. I, I think that's a real possibility. Now, that is a classic Ryan Shiner take right there, where a team is just a poorly run organization and they trade back because they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't see the Bengals <laughs> passing up on this top pick just because it's how desperate they are to have anything that looks like an offense. I think uh, was that ESPN hasn't ranked 30th in offensive efficiency from last year. Um, it with with somebody just picking anybody. I know it's going to be Joe Burrow. We all know it's going to be Joe Burrow. It's going to be the number one pick, even though it's not going to work out. Um, that I just don't see them just passing up on this with has with how bad their offense is. Even with hey, we'll give you this pick, this pick, this pick, this random guy that nobody's going to care about in three years, but. <clears throat> 
Yeah, I mean, Zach Taylor got this job because he was a McVay protege, right? He was uh, the offensive coordinator under the guy considered to be an offensive genius. So the only way that Burrow doesn't work out well, I mean, it's most likely that Burrow doesn't work out, but if Zach Taylor somehow turns into Sean McVay and breaks the Bengal mode of incompetence and actually teaches Burrow how to be a successful quarterback in the league, uh, or else I think this is a, a recipe for disaster. But there is a team that hired Burrow's offensive coordinator to be uh, – no, the Burrow's quarterback coach to be their offensive coordinator. Can either of you tell me what team that is? Off the top of my head, I think it's got to be San Diego. So uh, the quarterback coach for the LSU Tigers, the name slips my mind, but I believe it's last name is Brady, but uh, he's the guy credited for Burroughs success. You know, the 55 touchdowns, the 5,000 yards passing, whatever. Uh, The Carolina Panthers and Matt Rule hired him. I wouldn't be surprised if this is a Cliff Kingsbury situation and they do everything they can to get up there and pick their guy. I know that they signed uh, PJ Walker from the XFL. I know they signed Teddy Bridgewater. So that might not be a thing, but before those two moves, I absolutely had that in my mind that that was something that they were targeting was to get Burrow. Like this guy coached him. He loved him so much. Why not? We like, let's get him in the pros. Let's see what he can do. But I don't know if that's necessarily going to happen, but, you know, I, I'm just connecting dots here. You know, anything can happen in the NFL draft. Cliff Kingsbury took a guy that, you know, me and you, Matt, did not, were not that high on, but only because they had a, a kind of a connection in college and he loved them so much. So, you know, these college connections, they, they stick around to the pros. Well, it's yeah. a little bit different, though, because – oh, sorry, Matt, you want to go ahead? Yeah, I, I was going to say, I think I was worried about how – Kingsbury's system was going to work in the NFL. I wasn't a big believer in spreading out, especially with the lack of talent. I mean, they had Larry Fitzgerald, who is their only notable offensive weapon. I, I hated their offensive line. I thought they were void at running back. Kingsbury did a masterful job identifying Kenyon Drake and getting him to fit in that offense. And now they have DeAndre Hopkins. I, you know, I was wrong about Kingsbury. I don't think I hated Murray. I hated Kingsbury. I always thought Murray was a miraculous talent. And you can stop that right now, Ryan, because I know Ryan loved Kingsbury. He was telling me all last year, oh, this offense is going to be great. And at, at the end, at the end of the season, the Cardinals looked like they were offensively competent and could score on almost any defense in the NFL. Now, when it comes to the Panthers, going from, I believe they're picking seventh. It's seventh seven all the way to one that, that is a massive leap you're talking a lot of draft capital that they don't have right. you'd have to be you'd be giving up you know next year maybe the year after first round pick I mean we've seen it done before I mean we saw the Redskins do that to get our G3 that was their guy they were all in and you know at least it worked for a season anyway but you know these teams get crazy they love a guy they fall over the guy they do anything to get him um, the Giants picked Daniel Jones at six they probably could have had him at 17 who knows uh, these teams go nuts when they fall in love with the quarterback. I mean, this is a lot of GMs make or break decision at the end of the day. You, you miss on a quarterback, you're done. Uh, your GM, Ryan Pace, you know, he went all in on Mitch Trubisky and he's going to be done. I mean, if all he had to do is draft a strong Watson and he's probably still around. So uh, these GMs, their careers are made and bro- made and broken based on their decisions, especially with quarterbacks. Um, but I don't know about you guys. I'm getting really excited talking about the draft. So I want to look forward to this draft. And I want to talk about the top 10. And I want to do a mock draft. We're going to mock the top 10 teams in this draft. They're uh, obviously the worst of the worst teams in this situation. Um, 
Matt, how do you want to do this? Do you want me and Ryan to go back and forth and pick each pick, or do you just want us to go and break down each each team and, and make a pick for them on our own? What do you want to do? Well, let's let's break down a couple of needs for the team, and then you guys pick a player that will fill that need for that team. And and you are more than welcome to trade down if you feel <laughs> the need to, or trade up. I like it. So I like it a lot. Yeah. First well, prediction: Kevin Costner gets the Browns' number one pick. <laughs> <laughs> That's Matt, Matt, Matt's favorite movie. <laughs> if, God. I know this is semi-appropriate, but every time I want to, like, every time I watch that movie, it's like I'm punching myself in my balls. It's just like, <laughs> I hate myself. I hate myself. Why do you mean every time? You actually want, wait, so how many times have you watched this, Matt? Oh, God. Like twice. Three times. Three times. Mm. Just because just... I, I had to break it down. I, I had to wonder how stupid could someone be that would trade the number six overall pick for three second rounders. Who the hell does that? But he has yeah. heart. He has yeah. heart. That's what Dog makes pound, a player. Yeah. All right. Anyway, enough about draft day and the Cleveland Browns and all their number one picks <laughs> that they've had in the history of the NFL. All right. We're, we're going to start with Ryan. And then, Randy, you go ahead and jump in after Ryan gives us his take. Cincinnati, Cincinnati Bengals picking at one. Give us a couple of needs, Ryan, and then give us the pick. Well, with them, my understanding is that they need basically anything. I would go BPA, uh, best player available. Um, coming into this, so that's just going to be Joe Burrow, even though I don't think he's necessarily going to be the best quarterback. I don't think he's actually going to work out in the NFL. Um, like I told you uh, the other day, it's mostly because of how good his offensive line was at LSU. Um, but, yeah, really nothing much to it other than the Bengals are terrible. and. They need somebody to make them look like their offense can kind of work, and they might get more than two wins. So, well, that's you know. the, that's that's the goal, right? When you get the first pick, you don't want it again the next year. Uh, Cincinnati, you're not the first pick unless you got a lot of problems, right? I mean, you, like you said, Matt earlier, they have a bad offensive line, they have a bad defensive line, they got bad corners. Um, they don't have a lot of playmakers. AJ Green doesn't want to be there. Um, so, you got to try to do something that changes your franchise. Um, Joe Burrow might not be the best player available, but what he could do in the right situation, and I don't think it is the right situation, but in their mind, they can convince themselves that it is the right situation. He could be uh, the guy who changes their franchise. They've only had what, I mean, since Boomer Esiason, they had Carson Palmer. Um, I mean, Andy Dalton has been nothing more than average for the last eight years of his career. Um, they need a guy who can take them to the next level and make guys around him better. They drafted, an offensive lineman in the first round last year who I believe got hurt in spring training. So uh, him coming back, I believe he was the Alabama offensive lineman, one of the best uh, prospects in the draft last year. Um, so him coming back could potentially bolster that offensive line. Um, and my favorite narrative of all of these is that Joe Burrow is from Ohio. So they want Ohio's favorite son <laughs> and Joe Burrow to change their franchise. So, uh, with the first pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Cincinnati Bengals will select Joe Burrow. And let the record show, I have the Bengals trading out of this pick. So oh. Bengals are trading down. All right. Mm -hmm. Now, let's go with Randy first. We are going to the well, – what's going to happen then? What's going to happen with that first pick then? If yeah, who's it going to, Matt? We oh, want yeah, to know. So make... I already yeah. gave it to you guys. It's going to the Dolphins. And they're going to pick Burrow Tua. or who else? Tua. 
Okay. Oh. Tua Tungavailoa. Okay. Yep. It's a match made in heaven. All right, number two. This is where it gets interesting, guys. The Washington Redskins. Randy? All right. So I think this is the most important pick of the entire draft. The Washington Redskins uh, have a decent defensive front seven. Um, they have okay corners and secondary. Um, you know, their offensive line's not very good, and their offensive playmakers aren't very good. Um, the obvious move here is to go best player available with Chase Young, except there is a new regime in Washington, and they don't call him Riverboat Ron for nothing. So Ron Rivera is not sold on Dwayne Haskins here. So Ron Rivera is going to pick his guy. And Tua Tungavailo is going to the Washington Redskins at number two. That's my prediction. Ryan, let's hear it. Who do you got? Oh, I hope I hope Tua doesn't go there. He he's too good to go there. Don't go there. Don't go there, Tua. Don't he, draft him. He's going to Miami. He's he's fine. He's going to Miami. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, how was their secondary this past year? It was solid. I mean, it wasn't the greatest thing ever, but mm. I would I wouldn't go where I think you're going to go there, but. They could. It's a team that lacks pass rush, and they need some skill position player help on offense. How how much of a hot take if I would say Derek Brown over Chase Young? That's that's a hot take. But that's that's the hottest of takes. But it is your pick. You are managing the yeah, Washington Redskins that. here. Well, you know what? I'm the Washington Redskins. I'm at the number two pick. I'm probably going to be in the top ten pick for the next two years, three years. Let's go with that one. I'm going to say it's not going to be a good pick. It's wow. going to be that you one. Gotta, you better hope Derek Brown – I mean, he, he, he better turn into the best interior defensive lineman. He better turn into Aaron Donald for that pick to be worth it because that could be all-time bad. Well, I mean, here's the thing. You guys like love the NFL draft for the intrigue and all this. I like the intrigue too. But I like the intrigue of who's going to fuck up more. Uh, that's a good point. So that's why I think they're probably – you see, I would say it would probably be more of a defensive end. You probably have to go defensive end there, but I would say defensive tackle just because it, okay. just, it just feels right. No no uh, logical reason. I like when teams uh, make mistakes in the draft too, but those are based on predetermined uh, notions about you have about players. So you don't really know when teams fail until those guys start to play. So that's the biggest yeah. problem I have with that. So, like, yeah, I hated the Daniel Jones pick, but he actually turned out to be decent. So, like, what do I know? Right. <laughs> you know, like, based on, based on college tape from the ACC. So, uh, I, I mean, I still don't think Daniel Jones is going to be good, but. That's, like I said, it's remaining another, That's in a whole other bag of worms. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, I like the failure, too, but it's just like, ah, they picked that guy, and that guy sucks. And that's, like, your own personal satisfaction from that. Yeah. Um, but that would be quite the swerve, I think. And I think that Detroit would be pretty happy here at three, Matt. Well, I think Detroit's going to be happy at three, but it's Detroit, so they are going to screw it up. But number two, I just my take, Joe Burrow to the Redskins. He, he'll be a Washington Redskin. So both top wow. two quarterbacks are off the board. All right. So, Ryan, number three, your favorite team, the Detroit Lions. You have Chase <laughs> Young still on the board. This seems like a slam dunk. Yeah, you know what? You know what? For the for this particular mock draft, because we'll probably have to do another one in football life eventually. I'll actually say the Lions make the right pick. We'll say the Redskins fuck up, and we'll say the the Lions make the right pick with Chase Young. 
depending on the Washington Redskins messing up. All right. That would be, I mean, good for the line. You know, I'm happy for them. Yeah. 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 You know, they'll mess them up somehow still. Uh, but in my world, you know, Burrow went one. You got Tua going number two. And then number three, the Lions cannot help themselves. They got rid of Darius Slay, uh, the best cor- one of the, the best corners that they've had. I mean, one of the top five corners the last couple of years. Um, so they're going to replace him with a stud from Ohio State, a guy who never got thrown at, only had three interceptions because he would, took away that side of the field. I don't know how great the receivers were necessarily all the time in the Big Ten, but nonetheless, this guy is as smooth as it can be. Uh, he's, they're going to go Jeff Okuda from the Ohio State University to replace Darius Slay. That's what I think. Wow. Okay. So, number three, I have Detroit trading out of number three. And they are trading it to the Panthers, and the Panthers will take Chase Young. Ooh. Ooh, okay. I like that. I don't don't know. I mean, that's kind of random to me. Why, Why do you say that? Well, I think they have their offense kind of settled with Teddy Bridgewater. And like we said, this is a deep draft for wide receivers. I don't I don't think they feel the need to wait to eight to get a wide receiver or seven to get a wide receiver like Judy or C.D. Lamb with Mike, the Michael Pittmans out there that will be available in the second round. You need to build around a strong defensive line. I think they're going to take the 49ers route with the more reliable quarterback in Bridgewater than what Garoppolo is. So I totally see them getting the best defensive player in this draft and building it the way it used to be built back up when they had Keekley, Thomas Davis, and, you know, those great pass rushers they had up front that I keep on forgetting their names on. But I mean, Julius Peppers they had for so long who was so good for them. I mean, I'd have to imagine that Chase Young is a guy like, that they would want to you know, pass that baton on to. Obviously, Julius Peppers hasn't been great or even played for them in so long, but – uh, yeah, I mean, anyone who gets Chase Young is going to be very happy. So the Panthers should be very happy in that situation. And I'm sure the Lions would get a lot in return. Okay. And Randy, this is your team. This is their moment to shine. They stayed at four. You know, they didn't trade up for Chase Young in my book. They could have. They could have traded up. But it seems like he's on a silver platter for you guys. So let's hear what you got. You know, as anyone in this football life knows, uh, my displeasure with Dave Gettleman, the Giants uh, general manager. I don't know what you're and, talking uh, about. No, you don't know? Okay, well, I'm not no, going to get Never heard it, much. never seen it. Yeah, so I don't think Dave Gettleman's very good at his job, but he's actually decent at drafting. I'll give him that. You know, I don't love to say Quan Barkley pick, but guy's a stud of a football player. I can't even deny that. Um, I don't didn't love the Daniel Jones pick when it happened, but – he wasn't a complete, absolute horrific experience in year one. Still remains to be seen going forward. I understand that. Uh, Dexter Lawrence in the round, first round last year, thought he could have done a, done a better job there. However, Dave Gettleman's job is on the line this year. And I think Dave Gettleman is going to be blessed. I think he's going to get so lucky here because the Giants aren't in the top four again. They're not in the top – okay, they were in six last year. They were two the year before, and now they're four. They have the wor- they've had the worst three-year stretch in franchise history leading up to this. They have a lot of needs. They have a horrible front line. They have no pass rush. They have terrible linebackers. They just signed Blake Martinez, who was okay on the Packers, but he's slow. Um, he's probably not going to change the defense all that much. They have a young secondary who makes a lot of mistakes. The Giants' offensive line, pretty, pretty bad. Um, I would prefer to go and protect Daniel Jones here because I think that should be the top priority when you think you have a franchise quarterback. However. 
if you paid attention to my first three picks, this is my own fantasy world we're living in here. I went Joe Burrow one. I went Tua Tungavailoa two. And then I went Jeff Okuda three. Did you guys notice a name that was not there in those first three picks? Because Chase Young, a Michael Strahan type player that Dave Gettleman wants, falls to the Giants at four, and we're hold back it. in business, baby. Let's hold go. It, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Y'all are saying that I had a hot take for saying that Washington <laughs> was going to skip on it and the Lions are going to scoop him up at number three. And this guy has him at number four. <laughs> this is my own fantasy world. I can do whatever I want. It's not okay. going to happen, but I would just – I would love it. I, I know you wrote this down. Like, you had I this did. planned out oh, since this morning. Oh, I did. Oh, I did. <laughs> All right, Ryan. Who, who do you got it for to the New York football giants? Okay, so I actually have a hot take. Uh, I think the Miami Dolphins trade up, swap picks with the Giants here. Uh, or whatever else. I don't know what the, what else they'll offer, but let's just for – for the sake of the pick, I think the Dolphins trade up and get Isaiah Simmons from Clemson. That's interesting. Wow. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean if he's probably the best linebacker available. And yeah. I, if I were the Giants, I would have probably actually pick him, or I think that's probably who the Giants would pick instead of an offensive lineman. But I mean, most uh, mocks if, if have Simmons going to pick the a Giants. line. Yeah. I, I think regardless whoever picks there, it's going to be Isaiah Simmons. That is interesting because i think you still have Tua on the board right yeah but uh aren't the dolphins still sticking with rosen as of right now i it could be could be that 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 would make things very interesting yeah mm. all right well at four obviously the best players that i have are off the board and i think the giants settle in take their fate, and they take Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa to fill an offensive line need. You know, that's way more likely than my scenario, but if they go, if they go offensive lineman at four, I don't think there's a guy worthy of four at that spot, but uh, if they take it and they commit to protecting Jones, I really won't be too mad about it. Yeah, I can see that. All right, so we're at number five. Ryan, it's – you have – the Giants here now, since you had them trading out of four. So who are the New York football Giants taking here? I'm trying to remember who I – sorry, I had them pick. I already had uh, – what was it? Chase Young, Isaiah Simmons, uh, Joe Burrow. Uh, and you had uh, Derek Brown. Okay. Um, I'm, trying, I'm just looking at who – what – so – I still think they pick a defensive player. If if it's not going to be uh, Isaiah Simmons, I could see them going with a, um, let's just say a corner or something like that. So maybe somebody from oh, that. What was that guy's name with the weird name from Ohio Jeff- State? Jeffrey Okuda. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, you're fine. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if they went that route, he'd be paired up with Bradbury, and they picked uh, DeAndre Baker in the first round last year too. Uh, they they would have a solid secondary on paper, but. They really need to address some sort of pass rush or front seven kind of guy. So I, I think that'd be a waste. Well, you had them taking Chase Young, Randy, at number four by an act of God. So you have the Dolphins hey, turn. Because how much I dislike Dave Gettleman, something's going to happen to get him to keep his job beyond this year. So really, it's a curse on me. That's, okay. how, that's, the spin, that's my spin zone on this whole thing. Okay, okay. 
All right. Well, you're picking for the Dolphins now, number five. Yeah, so I already have Burrow and Tua off the board. And the Dolphins, I think, are the team here that I've been – you know, they were going to tank all last year to go after a quarterback, but I think they totally exceeded expectations. One of Ryan Fitzpatrick's greatest achievements in his career was getting that team to five wins somehow. Really liked their young coaching staff. Uh, I thought they're – I mean, they they traded away one of their best – they traded away their best defensive player, I should say, to the Steelers halfway through the season, and they still played fine throughout the whole year. Um, obviously they have a lot of holes. They have a lot of things that they need. I don't love Josh Rosen. I don't think they love Josh Rosen. I don't think anyone loves Josh Rosen. I don't think his family loves Josh Rosen. Um, Brian Fitzpatrick, is he under contract still? I don't even know the answer to that question. Um, even, even if he is, um, that's fine because they're going to need a guy to help them mold this quarterback that they're going to draft, which is the best one left on my board, which is Justin Herbert out of Oregon. I, I love Justin Herbert. I think he's a better version of Daniel Jones. I love his arm strength. I love his mobility. I think with the right coaching, Justin Herbert could be a really good player in the NFL. So I think Miami Dolphins are going to end up being really happy that they have Justin Herbert. That's interesting. So yeah. every draft, you know, we have the incompetent. I can't believe you did that. Miami taking Ted Ginn, uh, mm-hmm. Cleveland taking Brady Quinn. So, mm-hmm. Obviously, I had the Dolphins trading up, making the right pick for Tua at number one, where he should be at. Mm-hmm. That leaves us with the Bengals. I do agree. Justin Herbert is a very interesting prospect. I don't like Oregon quarterbacks. I hate them. Right up there with USC quarterbacks. I don't trust them in the NFL. So who do I have? Jordan Love. To the Cincinnati Bengals at number five. The worst pick in the history of the NFL draft. We'll go number five to the Bengals. You know what I love about this? this podcast Matt is that every week you just bring the heat man that that is that is a hot of the hottest takes right there is that the worst pick in the history of the NFL draft when there's been picks like Jamarcus Russell and, and I, so many other busts well I don't think it's a bad pick if you get him in the late first round I mean he's a second round talent in this draft you can get him in the second round but the Bengals being the Bengals, they're going to outsmart the room, and they're going to go with Jordan Love, who I, I actually – I like Jordan Love. I, I think he's going to be good. But I wouldn't take him over guys like Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert. I mean, there's about three or four other quarterbacks I'd be more interested in than Jordan Love. But I mean, I, esteem. I mean, after Herbert, I think Love is the next guy off the board. It's just a matter of when that happens. I mean, he's a, he's a big Wait, kid. Jordan Love, isn't that the guy from Utah? Yeah, Utah yep. State. Oh God, no, no, no! Cannon can't. for an arm. Man, so, that'd I be mean, oh God, that'd be so terrible. Yeah, uh, especially over Herbert, and you know, I, I think that would be a mistake. But uh, you know, the worst pick in history of the draft, Cincinnati Bengals at five. That's interesting. <laughs> the, <laughs> that would be pretty awesome. The same franchise that took Achilles Smith, another Oregon quarterback. Yeah. So, they're staying away from that. Okay, so now we are to number six. Randy, you are the Sandy, or I'm sorry, the Los Angeles Chargers. No one remembers your name because no one even goes to your games. This yeah, yeah. pick is so irrelevant, but let's go ahead and make it. Who do you got at number six? Yeah, in my in my picks here, obviously, I, the top three quarterbacks are off the board. So I think the Chargers are going to be devastated. Uh, and they're going to uh, one pick with the Carolina Panthers. 
and the Panthers are going to trade up, and they are going to snag Isaiah Simmons here at six, and he's going to fulfill sort of that that Chase Young need that you suggested that they have, that they need the, some outside pass rusher. Obviously, he's a guy who they say he can play all those positions. Uh, I don't trust that situation. I don't love, like, the Julius Peppers where he played everywhere in defense in college. It doesn't work that way in the NFL. So I think if whoever drafts Isaiah Simmons, make him an edge rusher from day one. And I think his speed and his agility and his ability to bend and make moves towards the, the passer, uh, I think Isaiah Simmons is going to be a great edge rusher for the Carolina Panthers. And I think they make that move where they trade down or they, they flip positions six and seven in the Carolina Panthers uh, draft Isaiah Simmons. Ryan, who do you got? San Diego number six. First, before we go ahead, I'm not talking to myself. Um, my cat, Clara, uh, jumped on me and has been <laughs> oh. a lot of attention. So uh, I've been telling her she's a good kitty and petting her. So if you see me looking down and saying, I'm not talking to myself. Um, <laughs> my, not judging. Um, so uh, first, thanks, Henry. Uh, he says, my hair flip is goat. Uh, the greatest of all time. Thank you very much. Um, anyway, so the Chargers, um, on my board, I still have two available, and I think he's going to go here, even though I feel like there's going to be – there should be another quarterback who goes ahead of him that is Jalen Hurts. He won't go this high in this draft. Um, but Tua will go – I'm picking in my draft, uh, Tua's going number six. I don't really need to explain any, any other way other than he's top available quarterback. They just moved on from Rivers. Yeah. Yeah. So the Chargers here have a golden opportunity. They're drooling at Justin Herbert, but they realize what I realize, and they're taking Jeffrey Okuda here to play defensive mm-hmm. back for your Los Angeles Chargers. It's a good pick. He's going to be a good player. He's a good pick. Good pick. Okay. All right. So- Number seven, Ryan, um, I don't believe you have Carolina trading out, so they're sitting at number seven. Who do you have them taking here? In retrospect, I think I would have picked the Panthers to trade up over any of these other teams, but since I'm sticking with this, and I didn't pick that earlier, we're going to have them pick here. And, God. These guys. Um... See, part of me me wants to say that they're going to go quarterback, but they would have been quarterback would have had them trade up. So, man, this fantasy world's hard to live in. Yeah. You got to keep track of your picks, too. Yeah. This, yeah, this is, uh, um, shit. (laughs) Well, let's, let's just say, uh, here's the hot take and let's just say Jalen, just because I feel like Jalen Hurts needs to be drafted that high, but he's not going to. Wow. Um, I actually think he's the best quarterback available in this draft, but wow. you know, sorry, I, I, have, I, sorry, I have a cat. I have a cat on me, and she's still yeah, no, I mean, I I will say, with Matt Rule, it's not. I I don't think it's likely that he goes seven, but it makes a hell of a lot of sense for him to go to Carolina. Bridgewater signed that massive three-year deal, and a lot of people look at Jalen Hurts as someone that's going to need some time to develop in the NFL system. And Rule has experience running college-type systems that are very effective. So I I don't hate it if they drafted him. I hate it drafting him at seven when you, you can get him at Do you think there's a chance 20. that they trade back? Oh, this, yeah. This Panthers team? 
the, the Panthers. Like, do you think there's a chance yeah. that they probably they would probably trade back to somewhere, let's say, uh, to like maybe 14 or 15 to either Ch- Tampa or Denver? I, I I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots made a move up to that high. I mean, I I, th- I think that's a good spot to see if New England could get there. I don't think any of the teams in the top five want to make any move uh, make any moves with them, but I think the Panthers could totally go back to 23 and still get a guy like Jalen Hurts. All right, Randy. Well, with that being said, you are up. I know you had the Panthers trading up with their last pick. So now you have the Chargers on the clock. Yes. So the Los Angeles Chargers traded down one spot with the Carolina Panthers in my mock fantasy world here. Um, But in my mind, the the Chargers still desperately need a quarterback. They are going to sign either Jameis Winston or or, or Cam Newton. It's just going to happen. One of those two guys is going to be a Charger. So they're not going to draft a quarterback after the draft because they realize those two guys are better than any of the remaining options. What they do need still is a guy to protect them. So the best offensive lineman on the uh, one of the best teams in the SEC, um, technically it was Tua's blind side. You got to think because Tua's lefty was the right uh, tackle for the Alabama Crimson Tide. Uh, is it the Crimson Tide? Crimson? What, what are they called? What are they called? Roll They're tide? the Crimson I don't know. Tide. Yeah, Crimson Tide. I had it right. Well, roll All Tide right. is their chance. And... Yeah, some kind of south southern crap. Uh, so they're going to pick Jedrick Willis or Wills from the Alabama. And uh, he's going to be a stud, either right tackle, left tackle. He's big, he's strong. Uh, he's a really good run blocker, but uh, I think they could totally make him a better pass blocker and help, uh, you know, one of those mobile guys that they're going to sign uh, in the offseason. So Jedrick Will is going to go to the Los Angeles Chargers at seven. And I have the Detroit Lions sitting at number seven, picking up some picks. And you talk about a team that could use a little bit of everything, but they are going to take Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson at number seven. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, it's a good pick for a poorly run football team, but with Patricia running that organization, I call him Patriot Boy. I think he's an idiot. He ruins (laughs) a lot of things. This one falls right into his lap, and he actually makes a competent football move. All right. Mm-hmm. A team that has stayed still has not a lot of movement. The Arizona yeah. Cardinals, after they fleeced Bill O'Brien because they have sex tapes of him humping a goat, we have Arizona at eight. Randy, who are they taking? You know, this is where I originally had slotted the first wide receiver off the board. I thought that they would have used a guy like Jerry Judy or C.D. Lamb to help Kyler Murray develop in year two under Cliff Kingsbury. I thought you could have plugged either of those guys in. It would have been effective. But as you said, DeAndre Hopkins, hello. Welcome to the Arizona Cardinals. They're going to be amazing. I cannot wait to watch. So now what, what could you do to help make that offense run more smoothly? I think you got to look at offensive line here. I think that the, they have good skill position players. I think that they run really well. I think they have good um, pace to their offense. But I think you need to protect – your prized possession in Kyler Murray, who went number one overall last year. So I'm going to go Makai Becton, the offensive tackle from Louisville. He's six foot seven, 364 pounds. This guy is an animal. Uh, he's so big. I would have loved him for the Giants in a, in a hypothetical trade back scenario. I think this guy is really good. And I think the Cardinals are going to love that they got him here at eight. Ryan, what do you got? Um, I'm actually kind of thinking similar. So here's, I want to say two different things though. If I were a team like the Cardinals, I would want to pick somebody who is on defense. However, with it being Cliff Kingsbury and uh, a man who does not know what defense is, what it's supposed <laughs> to do, and uh, 
basically just being the, this this offensive guy. I also think they will go O line, but I'm going to go with oh fuck, what was his name? Um, oh, Tristan I mean, Wirfs. There, yeah, I keep thinking, I keep thinking in terms of college football. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go check the LSU. I'm like, oh wait, there are no LSU top all offensive linemen in the top ten. Okay, yeah. okay, that doesn't make any sense. Let's go with uh, that dude from Bama, uh, uh, fucking Wills. Kendrick Wills going yeah. to the Cardinals. Okay. Just for the same reason that, that you were saying, just they're going to go O-line because they want to build up their offense because they don't care about defense. So, yeah. it's logically would say you should go for a defensive guy. Not this case. Never. Not even so, once. So, I think you guys have a pretty boring draft, you know, a lot of status quo. And it could very be very much that. I mean, you guys have shocking picks, but you don't have a lot of trades. So, I'm going to stick with my theme, and yet another trade is happening right now. This is the Bears. (laughs) The New York (laughs) Football Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. They're trading up to number eight from 11, and they're taking Jerry Judy. Okay. I like that. I mean, out of all the trades that I have proposed, this is by far the most logical and the one that's most likely to happen. The Cardinals are not going to trade with the 49ers. So you can cross that off the list right now. The 49ers would have to give them five first-round picks before they make that deal. But the Jets at 11, they're not falling that far back. They're probably still going to get the offensive tackle that you think they can get, Randy. So Mm -hmm. I I like the Jets trading up to eight. They get their wide receiver. Cardinals trade back to 11. They're okay with that. Yeah. Number, Number nine, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars. Ryan, they need a lot. They need wide receivers, quarterbacks, defensive line, linebackers, secondary. See, I was going to go BPA. I'm going to go BPA here, but I can't remember who all I said. So let me let, give me give me a second. Give me a second. I already said him. Oh, I didn't say him yet. Let's go with uh, uh, Clevon Chasen from uh, LSU. Okay. I think yeah. Okay. I'm trying to follow along with my own stuff, but I can't remember the dumb shit I say, so. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's important to keep track of these things. You don't want to, you know, make a double pick or anything like that. Nothing uh, wrong with don't. double picks. Yeah, you, maybe no, you don't. Uh, well, you know, usually it doesn't work out that way, but uh, the Jaguars are boring to me. I think they just need so many things, and they mess up so often in the draft that why am I going to think otherwise here? I think that they totally can go Judy here. They could go CD land here, but wouldn't it be the most, you know, Jaguar thing ever to pick the worst, the pick the wrong wide receiver in a stacked wide receiver class. Um, how many times have we seen a team pick the worst of all the wide receivers first? Um, you know, I want to go Derek Brown here for them defensive tackle. I think that's very much a possibility here for the, for the Jags. Um, but I'm going to go Henry Ruggs the third. I think with I still have Jerry Judy on the board. I still have C.D. Lamb here on the board. But wouldn't it be the most Jags thing ever to pick the third best receiver because he's the fastest? Like that just sounds like Jaguars to me. So I mean, the Jaguars are if Maynays were a person. <laughs> like it's just like they're just like the most they're gonna be the most boring dull thing. So the most logical thing yeah. to pick the most boring dull pick. Yeah, so that would have been Derek Brown for me. I mean, I'm not saying Derek Brown's not a good player, but to me, I, I just feel like Henry Ruggs, like they're going to pick the worst of the, the wide receivers before the other wide receivers. That feels very Jags to me. So I'm going to go Henry Ruggs here at nine for the Jags. 
Wow. Um, I actually think the Jags are going to go with Javon Kinlaw out of South Carolina. I think it, it gives them a lot of different dynamics they could do defensively. And, you know, it, it, it brings a little juice to that defense. So, Calais Campbell's gone. They, they need a disruptor. And Javon Kinlaw at least will provide some excitement on the defensive front. Okay. Well, gentlemen, we are at number 10 in the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> this could go a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. We don't know with Cleveland. Randy, lead us down the crazy train. Yeah, I think that Cleveland has a talented roster on paper. Um, I think it could get better if they made if they did what they're rumored to do and potentially sign Jadavion Clowney. I think that can make their defense even better than it was, uh, considering they're going to get Miles um, Garrett back from suspension this year. Um, I think they have a decent linebacking core. I think their secondary needs a little bit of work here, but. Last year, their biggest issue was protecting Baker Mayfield without question. He was on his back so much. Offense could never get into sync. A lot of that has to do with Freddie Kitchens. But to me, you got to figure out a way to protect Baker Mayfield. you got to get your offense going here. So uh, I think they're going to be thrilled because a lot of people think this guy's the best offensive lineman in this draft. I'm going to go Andrew Thomas from Georgia uh, here at 10. That's fair. Wow. Not, 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 not flashy, but I think it's necessary for the Browns. It's a smart pick. Yeah. Very anti-Brown-like. Yeah. So, well. All right, Ryan, go ahead and give us number 10 for the Cleveland Browns. I just want to give a little bit of preface. Do you guys remember last year, last year's offseason, when everyone said, no, man, the Browns aren't going to suck in 2019? Yeah, I was one of them. Yeah, yeah I, I think I did that for a couple weeks, too. Yeah. Um, I said eight so, and eight. I was steadfast on eight and eight. So I think either one or two things are going to happen. Either one, Cleveland stays the tradition, makes a stupid pick. I, since we're only going through one through 10, it really doesn't matter who I pick here. Let's just say who's the dumbest. Let me go through and see who's the dumbest person they can pick. Well, I mean, Harry Ruggs here makes no sense for this team, or Henry Ruggs. So, I mean, if you pick him, I mean, that, that's a pretty dumb pick. Um, yeah. No, no, that's not dumb enough, though. <laughs> Would you want to pick uh, – hmm. I, mean, I mean, Matt called Julian Love the worst pick in the history of the draft, so you could go there. <laughs> well, I mean, he's a quarterback. Well, well, here's the thing. Henry, Henry Ruggs was solid last year with, with Bama, though. I mean, like every – like I said earlier, like uh, everyone in Bama, that was like one of the top ranked receiving cores, one of their best receiving cores they've had in years. But it makes too much sense. I need something just dumb enough. Ooh. They don't need receivers, though. They have good yeah, receivers. Yeah, but I found the dumbest pick. Okay. I, found the, I found the most Cleveland Brown pick. Okay. Yeah. Tell me it's a running back. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it, it's, it's a wide receiver, but it's not a good wide receiver. Oh, good. My favorite. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Michael Pittman from uh, USC. They, oh, oh no! Son of the great Michael Pittman. <laughs> oh no! 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 I I have a lot of love for Michael Pittman. I think yeah. very. I know you do. I know yeah. you do. I, and I respect him, Fight Clark. I, I respect him as 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 a person. I'm I'm assuming so. I don't know what he's done, but the Cleveland Browns are gonna pass up on you know. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, probably nine other wide receivers because it's the Cleveland Browns. 
They're not going to pick yes. a running back. They're not going to pick somebody to help Baker Mayfield. They're going to pick somebody. They're going to pick somebody out of left field, guys. Or okay. they're just going to trade away their pick, and it's not going to matter. Those that are my predictions. That, I mean, I thought my Jordan Love pick was bad. This is <laughs> – this one is – Awesome. I needed a Cle- no no no. You wanted bad. I was gonna give you bad. But I needed a Cleveland bad. I mean, it's 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 Cleveland bad. It's all time bad. So yeah. Um. All right. Well, number ten, Cleveland. <laughs> this is prime spot where I think they could go a lot of different ways. But at the end of the day, they need an offensive lineman. They signed Conklin, and they have other holes but I think Baker Mayfield protecting him and getting the running game is going to be the most important for this offense with that being said they are not taking an offensive lineman they will be taking Derek Brown out of Auburn hey he's gonna be good I mean he'll be good for them it's not I I think that's solid I don't think it's the worst pick ever you put him next to my game the worst pick ever yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, you, 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 get, r- you, get, you guys just like gloss around. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. That's really bad. I can't believe they picked that. Yeah, I can't believe they picked that. Michael Pittman? Yeah. Th- th- that gets people fired. Th- th- that's like yeah. you don't go into the office next day. You just give your letter like, look, I just wanted to screw you over. I will not see you in the office on Monday. I mean, I mean, they have a they have a brand new GM too. <laughs> like why would you make that your first pick? Like in that, world, look, in a world where pick. Bill O'Brien trades away like the best receiver in football sure. and but makes another the- dumb trade, yeah, and, and in this world that we live in, in this simulation or whatever whatever you want to call it, in this timeline that that started with Harambe getting shot, all uh, this is what happened. R.I.P. 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 Now, all right. Well, you know what. I, I, I'm not going to fight that. I, I like Michael Pittman. I like him a lot better at number 50 to the Chicago Bears, which I think is going to happen. <laughs> but you know what? If he gets taken 40 spots ahead of what I had him because the Cleveland Browns uh-uh. are the gold standard of the NFL, then so be it. Cleveland, I mean, a, a lot of things can change. I mean, you could see a Beckham trade. I know Beckham wants out of Cleveland something terrible. Um that's a possibility. The contract makes it hard. I will admit that. So I think you're going to see some movement. I, I think number eight is where you probably see the first trade. And then 10, I just think Cleveland has too many options to move out. I, there, there's going to be too many teams. You have the yeah. Raiders who are going to want to, if the Jets stay at 11, you damn well better bet that the Raiders are going to trade up to 10 to get a wide receiver. It's going to happen. So, yeah. and I, I think you're going to see a flow of, Defensive players go in the top ten. I think three quarterbacks go in the top ten. I'm just, you know, I, I do think it's going to be Jordan Love. I do think it's going to be Tua, and I do think it's going to be Burrow. I don't think Herbert gets drafted in the top ten. So, with that being said, a quick set, shout out to Felipe because uh, he doesn't know what we just, I just walked, think, what he just walked into. Well, that's his fault for not watching from the beginning. So, Felipe, you have a lot to catch up on, my friend, because we're <laughs> going to wrap it up here on the Deep Thirds Football Podcast, uh, the first edition of our draft special where we did a mock at 1 through 10. Um, I believe the next episode we're either going to do 10 through 20 or just do 10 through the rest of the draft. Um, we'll discuss that, and that should be next Friday as well. Uh, a lot of good, interesting scenarios. I think you're going to see a lot of receivers taken in this time, a lot of offensive linemen taken during this time. Um, 
Um, I cannot wait. I think this draft's going to be unlike anything we've ever seen, considering you can't be in one location like we've seen so often before. Matt, uh, like always, it's been a lot of fun doing this with you. Um, do you have any parting shots for our audience? I just want to say thank you as always for joining us and thank you to Ryan for joining us. We definitely appreciate the expertise. He will be back next week. If I am correct on that, Ryan sure. putting you on the spot. Yeah, oh. sure. Okay. Cause I, I know you have more Cleveland Brown picks to make. So I've <laughs> <laughs> been writing down my picks. Should I have been keeping track of this? Uh, I, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the whole spiel when we're done, when I re-listen. So, all right, yeah. Randy, no, it's been a pleasure. I don't know what you did with 30-year-old Randy, but I would really like him back next week. So um, to 15-year-old Randy, it's been a pleasure. Look, uh, Randy's not 30 yet. Let's not put that on him yet. Randy's 28, so let's keep him in his 20s for now. Um, but, yeah, all I did was just remove the beautiful beard that once was. But the good thing about beards, Matt, is that it'll be back. And hopefully next Friday when it comes back, it'll be here. I think Ben said I set. stole your beard. Put it, I mean, the way, yeah, yours, yours is a beast. So and that, you probably did uh, inherit some of my beard, but uh, definitely weird for me. I'm glad everyone made fun of my beard, uh, my lack of beard and uh, had a good time with this. Uh, once again, thank you all for joining us here on the Deep Thirds Football Podcast. We will see you all next week. Stay safe, stay inside. Uh, we cannot wait to talk to you guys again and uh, we'll see you then.